0: The Musical Painter, Brush Strokes in Life with New Orleans drummer Johnny Vidakovich. Welcome back, brother.
1: Oh, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here.
0: <laughs> You're making my day, man, and uh, thank you for being a huge mentor. You know, one guy, I, um, <clears throat> you know, um, he, t- I don't have the audio queued up, but he said it was, uh, it was a classic line. He He was talking about, um, playing uh, with his band, I think, as a leader, and 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 it was like the opening band that they were on tour with was like it was a it was a um, demonstration in riffology and chops and you know it was just sort of a drum not even drumistic, it was just chop session and and uh, this cat was telling me he's like you know I was feeling pressure there was an arms race going on chops and he didn't know what to do and he's like I just he thought back to Johnny he's like I gotta think back to Johnny and, and what would Johnny do and you know I, I'm not going to do justice to the clip but it, it put him in a in a yogic state where he kind of just forgot about the thinking mind and time and space and and went out and just beat and just tried to be himself and that was Mike Dillon and um uh, I wanted you to talk about my, I mean, we haven't touched on him yet. And, uh, whoa. he's part of the Nola Ted crew, but you know, this guy's going back to yeah. Billy, Billy Goat. you know, I mean, I oh, don't know when yeah. you even first crossed paths with this guy, but, uh, Oh, you yeah. want to talk about, uh, MD? Yeah. Well, I met him, I, I
1: met him, uh, what you would call in, in probably his, uh, you know, it, it, the, Peak of his life, you know, because when I met him, he had already a history and he had a, a well, his backpack was well full of, experience, <laughs> of experiences, you know. He had, he had a big bag. Big bag, yeah. Lot. Big bag. And, and, and at the point I met him, he was, you know, uh, he was finished with, uh, as far as his physical abuse and stuff like that, he was finished with that. So was I, you know, and I had also recognized what state of life he had grown to be in, you know, what stage of life he had grown to be in, you know, and uh, which I, which I thought was a, a a really cool state to be because I recognized it, you know, and and I I also recognized that at that point he was very humbly. Uh, you know, he was humble, like a, like a son of a bitch, you know. And he was empathetic, like a son of a bitch. And he had a whole lot of respect for me mm. in a very subtle way, mm. without overacting or expressing it. Like he was totally relaxed in his uh, admiration for me and his respect for me. I could feel that immediately that he had that for me. And
0: uh, so it, I was mean, it? A, was I, it? A, let me ask you a question. Was was because this is important because some people get. Um, uh, they show deference to people like yourself so what did that look like it was just giving like it was with, really within the music itself that he showed deference to you and that the respect and it was exuding that he was at peace with himself
1: even even on our first
0: contact do you remember can you can you relay what that was about Cause, I mean like because you you you're, you're I mean, he went through years of road dogging, obviously, and he had obviously some some issues, substance abuse issues, and things. But he really. <laughs> when do you think me and Michael met? In the '90s, sometime, right? Yeah, I just the reason I love Mike Dillon, it, it just it, I mean, he made my day um, because he said like he was <laughs> he was at North Texas, and this probably preceded when you met him. But he, I mean, he. Everyone was, right. everyone was trying to be Dave Weckl. And he's like, what the right. fuck is this shit, man? Like, no. like he's like, I'm, it was like a very Jake Feinbergish thing. It's like, I'm not going to be <laughs> Marv Albert and Bob Costas and shit. I'm, I'm going to yeah. be Jake Feinberg. I was like, that's the cat right there, man.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, I met him after he had grown, grown through all of that. So I recognized a much more mature person mm-hmm. in that stage in his life. By the time I met him, and I think it was sometime in the 90s, I'll have to ask Michael, but uh, that's when we met, even when we were introduced, or even when we shook hands, or even when we walked up to each other, however it was we met. What I remember is I don't remember where, when, or day, what I remember is an immediate connection. Hmm. And the connection was through the fact of what I saw his stage in life, his admiration for me, his respect for me. I liked the way he played. And I looked into his eyes and knew that I was seeing a clear person who was a sponge for knowledge, who was a sponge for learning and would be easy because he was already grown up. There wouldn't be any interference with his incoming signals. He was like a man with with not two antennas. He was a man with maybe 15 or 20 antennas on top of his head. (laughs) okay so this is really uh, this is so important for the that's what i remember about me and i knew the music was going to be no problem and we were in several different musical situations together through the last ever since we met i know it's been 20 years i think Mm. you know so it probably has been uh, yeah, because this is 2020, man. Time passes fast. I, I don't know. I think we've been. I don't know how long. I gotta ask.
0: It's funny that. how time slips away, you know. No, yeah, I mean, see, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, all of the times <laughs> in, in, in these conversations we have, all of the times have, we have to really do research on that because I'm wrong. I have. Yeah,
0: no, we're no, me. we're gonna have to fact check. I mean, it's fine. I just want you flown. I, I guess maybe. Um, okay, so he was already an established musician. The rudiments were there, the albums, the, the fame, the success, the fall. Um, the knowledge of experience. The knowledge, the, 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 the appreciate, the respect. At that point, um, it was because he looks up to you, and he told me this story about, it's an amazing story, about what would Johnny do? Like, at that point, what was he what do people come not necessarily to you but you could have been doing it with turbington and farmer dylan did it with you uh you know to brian haas what are these guys who are already firmly ensconced in their own language what they hear in their head they're able to tr- sing on their instrument why are they coming to the elders why do they come to you what are they needing from you to continue to grow it's not about
1: me. I think it's just a natural act in uh, 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 the way uh, 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 the, uh, the, the science of the world works. You know, the young always go to the old. It's just—I mean, you take a bird in a nest. You know, I mean, you start anywhere you want to start. It's gonna—it's gonna be like that. You know, you go to some primitive uh, uh, place. You know, in in, in the cold. Uh, 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 north of Russia where, where these guys live on horses and they get falcons and falcons become their hunters for everything. I mean, every everything works on going to your elders and the elders teach the, you know, it's the way it works. It's just, I don't, that's science. Can I ask you a question? I want to step you back know, for a minute, though. It, I think it, you're... We always go to, in music, in music, we go to uh, our, our, our idols, you know, who are usually older. You know, uh, uh, we go to the people we really know that, that have the historical foundation because maybe at some point in our, in our learning, we know that foundation is pretty important. You know, uh, I think that's one of the first things you learn as a man. A boy learns to be, you know, pretty soon that, you know, uh, foundation shit is important, you know, because once, you, you know, if you're, if you if you're, in, anyway, getting to your elders. So you learn these things from your elders because you know they have the experience and the knowledge. Knowledge comes from experience in the case. I think of playing and learning to play because we think of playing as, as a machine as a process You know, so you got to have you got to have your gears you make sure your <laughs> Gears are connected correctly. You know you have to make sure you know the shifting rods are working You know your machine man. You have to you know your body is a machine At some the point pistons yeah, at some point you learn that it's not about the horn and the buttons on a horn. It's about your ability as a, to breathe, to put the air into the horn, to make, make, the, make the sound of the note. And you have to have the knowledge in your brain to send signals to your fingers to press the buttons to create the pattern. And, and then uh, from those brain signals have to shoot to your body so that you store it in the muscle memory system so your brain can switch to the other side, to the more creative, lofty side and uh, a mo- and, and, and listening side of what's going on around him to create your expression of music, uh, our expression of the music you know? okay i'm gonna play
0: devil's advocate for a second because okay so one of the things just for my own aesthetic one of the things that's very interesting and unique about jazz if that's what you want to call the music that you guys play is yeah. that that there was always this um farm system brotherhood um of and also you know really um learning from your elders now I, Johnny, I mean, we can't be naive in this time One reason Nola Tet was an interesting concept anyway Even if you only played regionally Was the mere fact that it was an intergenerational band Of guys that were getting off and having a good time In the van, passing gas, smelling each other Having a good time Okay, that's fine But Johnny, we are... There, that whole elder system has broken down fundamentally at, in our country when look at people i mean eddie henderson the trumpet player they're giving leaders in music and jazz leadership positions before they even are ready to become leaders i think one of the reasons we're in the place we're in right now societally is the fact that what you just said has completely broken down learning from the elders okay Athletes get overnight compensation, be, be, generational wealth. They haven't played one play yet. That never happened back in the day. You would get yelled. You would be. You, if you couldn't play with your elders, they'd just walk off the stage. I think it's something that's unique to spiritual jazz music, Johnny. And I think it's one of the reasons that our that our world is suffering the way it is is because younger cats have been empowered rightly or wrongly, and have bypassed the need to learn from their elders. I positively
1: say what I always say is a cliche, but I mean, it. I agree.
0: <laughs> so, so in your mind, like when people read the the painter, the book, I'm sorry, we don't have to settle on that title. I was just something that came to my head When when the book, what what do you want younger cats to understand about the vitality of the falcon feeding from the eating from the hand of his master in northern Siberia? What is it about Dylan look thinking about Johnny? Why is it essential? It's not even the records. You actually have to engage directly with the elders. I mean, that's the point is that Dylan got a, he wanted you guys had a chance to to play together and engage. That's what makes it magic. But I want you you to talk to people that are going to read this book after we're gone about even if they're making a lot of dough or, they're, you know, like someone like Anders too, they seek. Why is it important to seek your elders? Well, because
1: it's the real McCoy of the truth of the knowledge of how to do it they hold the truth of the knowledge
0: they hold the truth they hold the truth through experience
1: they they don't want to bullshit you anymore because they're too old to bullshit (laughs) you they have nothing to benefit by telling you the truth and not fooling you
0: you
1: know they want to tell you the truth as honestly as they can based on their experiences. And that, to a younger person, is gold. That's gold, to have that, those words be told to you or have that shown to you by an older person with the, with the solidity of time. He's handing you something that's so solid because not only of its value in gold, but what it has in time. It's been around here for a while, so it's worth actually more than it appears to be. Here it is. I'm giving it to you. All right, kid? Uh. Now, what Michael does, what Michael's going to learn is learning that he himself is an elder. And there are young ones who look up to him. I'll give you an example. I was on the phone yesterday with a gentleman. T- he gave me some, some, you know, we're going back and forth on on, on, on a Facebook thing about uh, notice notifications. Oh, I like you, plan. Blah, blah blah. What any his question was a message that said, "What would it take for me to uh, cost to uh, have a conversation with you on the phone?" And I, of course, I didn't, I didn't say a hundred dollars. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, fucking... just take me out for
0: Italian food. You know, I, I guess. Yeah, it was, yeah, right. yeah. I should. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Jake. Yeah. I should have said
1: that if the rest, just take me out for a meal. Up, if if would have been open and brought, you know, <laughs> the three of the three of us, including you would have been there. I know. You know? I know They'd it's not open. Me, is it? You so, got to yeah. take me and Jake out to Vinatius, right? <laughs> Check it out. Now, now, now so, so, so I, instead of saying anything to the kid, the cat, uh, I, I, I just put my phone number and say, give me a call. And I sent. Boom. That was it. You know? Peace. Send. Boom. Phone rings. In, I mean, three seconds of the phone. Ring. <laughs> ring. I said, oh, boy, boy, I wonder how old he is. But anyway. He calls up, you know, and, and he's, oh man, all about all everybody's going on, and oh, i man, I have this kind of drum and that. Oh, what's going on? What kind of? He says, what kind of style? Oh yeah, man. What do you like? I said, oh, are you? I said, tell me about yourself. He said, I like to play. You know. He says, I, I drive, I'm a truck driver, you know, but I get around a lot, and uh, a lot of times I have overnight stays in New Orleans, you know, so I go out and, and and listen to music and everything. He says, oh, and one time he says I was working security up north and uh, 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 Stanton Moore came through, and and, uh, man, uh, he put his hand out, and I shook his hand, man, and I really love Stanton Moore, he's going on and on how much he, how thrilled and honored he was to meet Stanton Moore, and I'm going on and on, and he says, yeah, and then he says to me, do you know Stanton Moore? I said, well, uh, yeah, I know him since he's. I know him since he's 16. I taught, him, I taught him until he still comes over to my house, you know. I said, we spoke on the phone a week ago. I happened to talk Stan, Stanton more. And I said, by the way, I taught Brian Blade, too. He says, wow, man, the cat liked to shit on himself. So, he, so this guy,
0: I just want to be clear. This guy just got hip to to the, to the Johnny V. He 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 had no, he was he was like, he didn't through know. Through the
1: Facebook. Yeah, through the I, Facebook. Okay,
0: through Facebook. Yeah, okay, but, I mean, this guy was like. He knows Galactic, Stanton right. Moore. He knows, right. and, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, right. here's here's the the, tr- the lineage of the tree here, you know? Here's Grandpa. Here's Grandpa <laughs> who taught the
1: kids. Here's oh, Tommy was Tommy of dude. Tommy L. He, he, he's kneeling down to the kids, and now he meets Grandpa, you know, and he shit on I himself. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I love it. I, you know, this, I'm going to read you. I got the quote here. I'm going to read it. Um, From from Michael, he said, um, uh, "This was was actually a Noel tattoo." He goes, "On our first tour about five years ago, I'm really nervous because I'm the only harmonic player. I'm the leader of the band. I've got to say a lot of shit." Johnny's sitting there smoking a joint, and he said, "I was playing with this cat. We played some nice rhythm. I was talking to Dizzy Gillespie, and he said." I play. I practice. When I get on the bandstand, I just play rhythm. I said, "Oh, you met Dizzy." Johnny goes, "Met Dizzy. I played with him once down in New Orleans. I think that's the correct one. You played with him one time. Is that right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, not a week, one time. It wasn't. No, the, no. It, he goes, "This is the part." He goes, "It wasn't the name dropping of Dizzy. It was the actual passing of some knowledge." First, I'm thinking it's our first gig. I'm getting caught up in the arms race. I've got to say all this shit. And then it was, oh yeah, listen to Johnny. Play rhythm. Play off each other. It sounds so simple, but that's where the magic is for me. In Nolatet, ultimately that's what we're all doing. And that's what why it's essential because you're not just name-dropping Dizzy. You played with Dizzy and then Dizzy's coming up with, I just play rhythm on a trumpet And he's having a conversation and all of a sudden it's like, you know what, let me take the pressure off myself, open my ears and let's just play with, with people that have been here longer and are too old to bullshit anymore. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we're going to go back to the game, uh, Name That Voice. Uh, we'll put this in for you, and, and we'll come back.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, for one thing, uh, if I was
2: speaking to a future uh, musicians, uh, people who are young people who are interested, I'd always say try and expose yourself to as much of what has already gone by. Not that you have to live there daily, but try and expose yourself. And surround yourself with positive people and good people mm-hmm. and harbor good thoughts for one thing. All that is the reflection of. I- Mm-hmm. and to collect as much as what has happened in your field is possible and of, of course practice 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 and, and don't let the applause uh, confuse you too early
0: and, and it's all about the journey because it's a forever journey And if, you want to take a guess at who that is
1: um, I, I'm not sure who it is but some of the philosophy of what he's saying? Spot up. Some of, of that reminds me of what Alan Toussaint would say. Uh,
0: you got it. Home run. Uh, that was my interview with Alan. Thank God I got a chance. November 2014. Alan Toussaint. Um, yeah. And I just wanted to know you didn't collaborate with him a lot, but. um you and you're one of these guys who preaches that philosophy. Uh, go back. I mean, was there a point, if you can remember, like, because we're stubborn when we're younger, and someone says, "Oh yeah, go back and check out a Firehouse Five or 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 this or Brahms or you know or what what or you know check out this whatever it is." I mean, did was there a was there a point when, you know, when you fought that? Because I really feel like younger cats today, and again, just from my own little hermetically sealed bubble, that they, they, they start with John Coltrane. They, they they start in that phase, that modal phase, 60s, and then they move up. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that was interesting mm-hmm. when I listened back to the 90s, you know, Medeski Martin and Wood, Billy Martin, John mm-hmm. Medeski, and those guys, they were um clearly people that stretched before that they 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 had done their homework and and stretched prior to but the point is that was there ever a point in your life when someone's like johnny you have to investigate this certain type of stuff that came before you and you weren't that jazzed about it but then once you once you tapped into it you were able to add a whole different blending of colors to your tapestry. Well,
1: besides my own personal uh, interest, I've always been just as interested in the past as I am in the future. Uh, You know, I mean, the past to me uh, is phenomenal. Uh, So I have a very love for the past. Now, as far as what people, when people tell me, hey, man, you got to go back and check out this old cat. And I said, Oh, okay, sure, because I haven't checked out all the old masters yet, you know. I ha I am always am. you know, I always am, you know. Uh, you know, I'm still going back listening to some Duke stuff, some Johnny Hartman stuff.
0: Really? What do you, uh, so what I, do you what do you hear? Yeah. I'm curious about this. Did your you're so what do you what do you um I'll tell you what, I, you know what are you what I getting I off on? Of? Yeah. Uh, the other the other day I listened about
1: six, eight times and I'm probably gonna listen to it another 10, 20 times, it's, some, it's a, a 1931 recording of George Gershwin playing I Got Rhythm. How
0: oh, about as simple as, I mean, that is about as rudimentary as you can get.
1: Uh, it, 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 it's, it's tripping, it's tripping. And so, uh, uh, you know, I mean, okay, but, you know, that's just one thing. But there's so many even things sooner, you know. Like, you know, of course, I mean, I'm still into bebop. And I'm always going to be into bebop because I haven't finished listening to all I've never finished listening to all of it because there is no end to it. <laughs> there is no end to it's it. the it, forever man. journey, you know? man, the forever yeah, journey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you listen to Modesky, Martin, and Wood. Then you listen to uh, uh, Keith Jarrett, Paul Motion, and Charlie Hayden. Oh. Then you then you listen to Oscar Peterson, uh, uh, Ed Ziegpen, and Bray Brown. Then you listen to Bill Evans, Scott LaFarrow, and Paul Motion, and then you go back and listen to uh, Papa Joe Jones and uh, 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 to, uh, Tommy Flanagan and, and, and Keita Bates, you know, and, I mean, then you go back and listen to Charlie Parker and... Uh, 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 Henry Grimes and uh, 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 fucking uh, Roy Haynes or Buddy Rich or take your pick, you know. And you go back and listen to Sid Catlett and fucking blah blah. You know, there's no there's no end to the to to far back and there's no end to far front, right? Absolutely. So I mean, you know, either direction is a great direction for the sake of me. For the sake of me and my business and what I love, which is music, I'm definitely going backwards as much as forwards.
0: You 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 can equally y- equally. I mean equally. You're but you I mean, you are human. I mean you I mean you do have a very unique point of view and you recognized early on like you know, if you were gonna keep the scholarship at the music school, you were gonna have to learn how to read. And you're going to have to get your shit together mm-hmm. But I mean Everybody talks about getting into ruts Like a, a drummers get into ruts You know, like Joe mm-hmm. Hunt would tell me You know, cats uh, would just be practicing And he did the same thing with Stan Getz it, You know and, uh, The kids, you know Their practice to them Creates self-worth Or gives them validation that they're That they're a player And yet they're still like just They're not growing They're not they're just stuck and you know joe hunt would be like dude go take a vacation and go see the boston symphony orchestra and watch those percussionists just just hear new music go hear and expose yourself and i think my generation especially i mean uh we we can perseverate over things that we love or that we're comfortable doing and then the scary part is oh boy we got to get out and learn something new and it becomes like you you know you don't want to push yourself out of your comfort zone what do you tell your students about how how to push themselves out of their comfort zone and how they should be willing to fall down and get back up and everything will be cool
1: yeah well i I mean yeah I, i i tell them definitely take a vacation if not a vacation then at least a different perspective point of view and activity musically what I, so you won't feel as though get all nervous and and, and suffer from existentialism anxiety, EA. Uh, yes. Uh, you know while 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 you're contemplating your rut, right? You're, you you you're right now. You're just in a batting rut. That's all it is. Niggo Dor has just been in a batting rut for about two weeks, and he's just starting to come out of. It. Oh right.
0: I didn't. Is he? Did he? Did he get off to a slow start?
1: Yeah. Uh, he. he Got he started off and then immediately went into a rut and he even not they even shut it down for three days you know he was so fucking uh, freaked out but then he came back he struck out a few times popped out then he finally got on base you know so I mean he's
0: coming around I know it, 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 so 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 talk about.
1: All right, so you know, it's, he, he, yeah. yeah, the the rut, it, it, the rut. Yeah, yeah. uh, I I I realized that when I first began music, because I would go to a drum lesson one week, a drum lesson the next week, and then, uh, you know, and then one week, you know, uh, my, my Charlie Seward turned to me and said, do you fe- you don't feel like playing today? You want to skip today? And I said, oh wow, and you know, very quickly had the start in my mind. Oh no, I'm not doing it right. Mm. You know, so I, I realized it. Oh no! I said, no, let me try some more. You know, I said, okay, let's count it, but but you know, count it, and then we'll play it. And you know, I you know, I got through it and got to the drum set, and everything was fine. The first 15 minutes was the hardest part. That was the reading on the practice pad, counting. You know, and uh uh uh, you know. Oh, anyway, so I realized at that point in my life, there's such a thing as a rut. I came back from it, you know, you know, I said, uh-uh, you know, and I tried a little harder next time and next time, you know, like, you know, you know, the next week I had my lesson together, you know, and as you know, I, that was embarrassing, even though it's just the two of us in the room, you know, I, I felt embarrassed. I was young. Of course. Was, uh, I was, uh, uh, either 12 or 13. Did
0: Seward, did Seward, you, you mentioned doing other kinds of activities, um, to snap out of the slump or the rut. I yeah. mean, what right, I can tell you about that. Yeah, go ahead. Right, here's, here's what I would say. I, I would say, it. hey,
1: man, hey, look, bro, what, were you feeling bad about yourself? Hey, look, look, man, let me tell you something. Quit listening to, you, you keep listening to this drummer, man. Stop listening to the drummer. Start listening to this orchestral music over here with no drummer. And also, I want you to listen to this uh, recording of Eddie Gomez mess and Bill Evans with no drummer. <laughs> and this other recording of... Uh, of, uh, of uh, Hampton Hawes and Cecil McBee with no drummer, Dang. you know, and this other recording of uh, 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 Keith Jarrett, and uh, you know, and as a stop, stop listening to drummers, man. St- also, go go to the go to the uh, go to the symphony at, when when they playing at at Orpheum Theater because that's a, that hall was built for music, that theater was built for music and opera. That's right. Go hear the go hear the symphony there. And just allow the music to wash over you. Don't try to analyze it. Don't You can't tap your foot to it. It's going to be some orchestra music. Just let it wash over. Let the vibrations from the wooden instruments and the strings and all the vibrations from the horns and all, all of that shit in the collective silence of the audience as they listen to the music let that wash on you. That's physical molecules. You need to, be, you need to have music caress you. You need, you need to become a sensory. And, not, and, and don't stop giving yourself goals, something to achieve, practice uh, uh, schedules and all that. Get out of it. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your schedule. You're living in your perimeters. Forget it, man. There's no clock. Play a sport that has no clock. Switch from football to baseball. No clock in baseball.
0: You know. You know Very hip so, game. Very hip game.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So great. So so orchestral. So beautiful.
0: So timeless. Have you, like, how... Okay, but you, it's such a... I, I love what you're saying, but it's so easy to fall back into um, what you're... I mean, how... Can you talk about, like, someone like Stanton or Brian, like, a couple of tricks, you know, Zen master tricks you you did with them to, not necessarily that they were in a rut, but maybe they were, you know, really, you know, because you can, uh, you know, become so good at one or two things, and and you become real, um, and you start relying on that, and then, and you know in the back of your mind that You need to develop a bigger bag more elasticity and or you just can't shut off your mind when you talk about going and letting the music wash over you you're sitting there thinking I got to get back to the practice I got to keep practicing you know it's it's hard can you talk about some of the students especially the guys that have really ascended and created their own style and sound like maybe a couple of story or memory about how you snapped them out of a, a slump
1: well, I mean, I have a uh, sort of a standard way of uh, uh, dealing with very advanced guys sort of uh, and uh, trying to get them to think completely and feel and listen a different way, listen a different way, listen a different way. What I
0: do is – Listen a different way. Listen a different way. Well, I, I, what
1: I what I try to do is uh, it's
0: kind of
1: standard. I say, okay, I want you to play with this, and it would be, for example, uh, from Brandenburg Concertos, uh, one of the bouncy ones. Uh, this one I think what I think might be the third or fourth movement. But anyway, it's a bump bump da 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 but it has this, you know, lots of strings and counterpoint, you know. Sure. It's orchestral. Sure. It's about, I guess it's about uh, two, uh, 9, 12 minutes long, whatever. And I say, okay, brushes, and I want you to listen. I put headphones on them. I want you to listen to this music and just play time. Like, one, two, three, four, boom, sick it down, take it down, shake it down, shake it down because it's all eight bar four bar 16 bar phrase music you know it's very all in a way jazz it is jazz it's early jazz you know and you know it's all and in two five ones one four fives you know same three six two five ones you know all of the same progressions that, that we're using in standard music anyway so you know that, that right there doesn't have the drummer plus the, the, it's orchestral time it's not like uh, uh, metronome time, it's not like playing with a walking bass.
0: Exactly. You
1: know, it, it's like you have to breathe and play with the orchestra. You have to listen to the uh, the sheets of sound and play with it. I said, Don't play on top of it, don't push this, you have to lay back. Then I say, Okay, now let's do it again. This time we're gonna do it with a rock beat. Bump bump da da bum, bump and you say I say, okay, give me that, you know, and and, and I say, okay, what other ways can you play with this? I say, we can do it with a reggae beat. You know, right there. Uh, So I say, you know, okay, then, then I take maybe some, uh, something that doesn't have a tempo, maybe some WC. You know, some Debussy, there's no tempo, man, so you have to just play sounds around the drums, colors. This is called La Mer, it's about the sea, good Debussy piece, everybody mm. should listen to it. Whoa, and so, La-, know, yeah. La Mer, Le well, Mer? Yeah, yeah, it starts out huh. with nothing, and then the sea, the sea gets stormy, you know, and all of that. I mean, this is a long piece, and I say, now, no, don't get ahead of yourself, because you got a long way to go, bruh. So you gotta do a lot of listening here. So I would advise you to take lots of long breaths. You know. Now listen to this music, all right? And play play gently with it. And then I say, Oh, after that, I say, Okay. I hear some Joni Mitchell, all I want from her album Blue. Here's another one. Uh, I'm my old man.
0: He's a singer in the park. Wow, I gotta go back and marry I dude, I I, I, I cannot believe that wow.
1: Nathan, I, as, that, as, I make them play with 80% of the music on "Blue" by Joni Mitchell. That is you know? so hip.
0: Yeah, I make them. I say,
1: "Come on, open up your, open up open up your little bebop mind, man, and give me, give me some, give me some folk funk bop on, 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 on the fucking drums with some brushes. Dude, know? some
0: psych folk bop.
1: Yeah. Uh, I
0: lo- Dude, is, is the, Are those, those? Because I, tr- you know, and then okay, yeah. that all right, that that, that
1: that that that's one thing. Then 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 I take I, t- I, I take I take out an E.E. book, complete works of E E Cummins. Wow! Right. I and, oh, I, and, I go, and, and I got one particular poem called Jimmy's Got a Girl, and uh, we use that. one. And I said okay, look, look, I'm gonna read the poem, and I want you to read the poem. And then, then I want you to read the poem and play while you read the poem. Then I'm going to read the poem and you're going to play while I read the poem. And then you're going to look at the poem and play, but don't say anything. And then I'm going to close the book and you're going to play the poem, all right? Mm. See, that's that's a it's, it's long exercise. It's okay, here we go, you know, and uh, you know, and, and, and if somebody says, "What do I play?" I say, "Well, if, if you ask yourself that question, you probably don't play anything. So don't ask me. Read the poem, and let it tell you what to play." You can't hit a wrong note. You don't have any notes on the drums. So there ain't no wrong notes. So read the poem and let it tell you what to play.
0: Who was, who uh, I mean, seems to me like. Let the poem go from the paper to your mouth to your arms and legs. Forget your brain. Oh, I dig. I'm just saying who, who uh, is this A, a, a like a Vodakovich? Uh, ethos curriculum or did somebody do this for you no this is my curriculum and so can you talk about how you learned or why you you figured out because it's brilliant you know prose poetry um, music that has you said no tempo, is that right? Uh, the um, yes, yes, and yes. then like the Brandenburg concertos. i mean and We have yeah. even gotten to Walter Carlos yet, or switched on Bach. But I mean, yeah, you yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. like, like, uh-huh. like, what did, what does it do to? I guess you probably practiced that stuff, and what did it do to your brain waves and the, the physics of sound and the that allowed you to be once you were able to relax and be in a clear state, freed you from ever getting into. Um, uh, like any kind of long-term batting slump, for lack of a better word. Well, uh, that that all
1: was a long process. That didn't happen. Uh, uh, it wasn't flipping the switch. That wasn't uh, uh, you know a revelation or, 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 or you know. Yeah, it didn't uh, come in one
0: full swoop. I did no, that. No, Yeah.
1: No, 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 no. All of that, you know. W- Happened over time, the beauty of time. When I was young, I was exposed to records of the, before even they were the swingle singers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They did Bach, four part Bach with bass and it was a drummer that played snare drum with brushes and sock cymbal You know, just that. All he did was go. That
0: is so hip, my God.
1: And a bass player that usually walked. You know, jazz guys, right? And then then you know then a chorus. You know, I don't know how many, maybe at least at least eight 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 singers. You know, probably. Two good sopranos, two good altos, two good tenors, and two good basses. You probably are, you know, maybe more, maybe less, but maybe more, you know, but about like that because it's four part harmony, basically. Because Bach, at that time, I don't think they were doing any Bach pieces that had five part harmony. Uh, most of Bach's stuff
0: was four part harmony, the chorales and the and swingle singers, and there was a rhythm I, section. I, I'm not, that's amazing. Now, in,
1: in, yeah, but the early
0: recordings, I don't
1: think they were called the swingle Singers, although they were. But anyway, because mm-hmm. this, this was the very early 60s when I first heard them. So that opened my mind up right away when I heard that. I said, oh, you can do this? Oh, okay. Boy, that's cool, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay, you can do this? That's, oh, wow. All right, yeah. All right. You know, so right away, right away, I was think, you know, without knowing it, I was thinking fusion music. Of course, without knowing it, without knowing it, but yeah, yeah. what I would, what I was calling, just mixing it up, you know, which later (laughs) it was called fusion music. I was doing that fucking shit ten years ago, man. I mean, something ain't new. But anyway,
0: uh, you know, that opened my head way up. Is there a way to talk about the physics? Like, because like, you know, like open up your bebop, little bebop brain, you can take those other, I don't know what the, you know, some don't have time signatures, others are just very simplistic, but groovy. And then all of a sudden, how long did it take you to incorporate it into the stuff that you were sort of naturally always able to dance with?
1: Oh, i think in my early teenage years just through trial and error because immediately when i heard it i wanted to try it on Mm -hmm. this and that whenever i got the opportunity whenever i thought i could mix uh, uh funk with with a jazz beat how would i mix how do i play a jazz beat over funk was the first thing you know and that was very simple you know that Took a a minimal amount of time, but also, I mean, you just couldn't drop it on at the hat in the middle of the music. You know, people say, "Hey, what the hell are you doing, you dumb bastard?" So, you know, the next thing was learning. The next thing was learning. You know, I mean, to do it is one thing. Right. To put it in the right place. Totally different. Totally another. Totally another. Is another. In the right place, not only depends on the musical thing, but the people you with. And the people you playing for, you dig? There's a lot more <laughs> in, beyond, than a, mu- a musical decision to be made. There's a, a collective decision to be made. If I drop this fucking goofy shit out now, the people out there that are part of the music, and the guys on the bandstand who were not the same guys I was with last night when I dropped the shit on you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, that might not be the right, you know, there's a lot of factors when when to drop it, you know. And I had to learn that, you know. Learn how to do it. I heard it. I wanted to mix it up. And then I had to learn when and how and carefully how to use it, you know, and grow from there. You know. And
0: thank God. You know. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I made a lot of mistakes. Did you? Can you? Did you work? In. a – I mean, the best way to integrate that is just to work in a similar group were you working with four octave range uh, singers at, in the 60s at all I mean did you work in like uh, folk or jug band kind of situations where you where people were like what the hell are you doing no vocally and, 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 and uh, that did
1: not that that, that didn't happen although I worked with a lot of singers who were classical singers, you know, but, I, but either I was playing classical music like timpani or whatever it called for, okay. or, and, and or I was, uh, if, it, if it was like a gig, it was like standards and, you know, uh, pop music and what, whatever the, the gig or the occasion called for, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, and is, is, there, from... is there
0: is there any field recordings or, or LPs of Johnny and a... Uh in a classical setting playing timps and things or is there anything out there
1: uh on two of the records that i made i played very little timpani like bank street and mystery street Mm-hmm. and i have to listen to vodakovic to see if i played any timpani on it It's somewhere around the house but i played timpani on a few of my own records but as far as classical timpani Oh, man, I used to have a real, real recording of a piece that I wrote for Timpani in, I think,
0: 1973. Yeah, you know, the Indian reservation, the Indian Cats bought it from you, right? Yeah. Dude, that is the sickest thing ever. They never bought it. I donated it. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Is that, are we, we need to go and find, are you, you're not even positive it's still preserved by them at this point? Do we know if it's... Uh, Lord knows. But I, oh my I, know a,
1: I know a guy in New York City, Jeff Meyer, who produced the records that I told you about, who wrote the songs and the drummer uh, for the records that, I, that under the name of a doctor, that's Jeff Meyer. Jeff Meyer. Yeah, uh, he's a producer. You got to talk to him, dude. I'm it.
0: gonna track this this cat down immediately, I'm, dude. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give his number. Yeah. You got to talk to him because uh, he knows me since he's 16 and and I'm uh 18. Dude, I dude, this dude's the old school Jeff Meyer. I already found him on Facebook, dude. He's friends with Terry Haggerty from the Sons of Champlain and Barry Melton the Fish, dude. This guy's the cat, man. Um uh, I'm, 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 uh, uh, I'm gonna give you, I'm, I'm gonna tell him about you and give you his, number. No. Dude, I can, Jeff, and so tell me about this, th- I know we talked about it a little bit, but what, what was the catalyst for this temp piece for, for, for the natives?
1: Uh, it was my senior recital I, I had to complete, cause I had quit college about two times and then, uh, uh, and, and, and uh, uh well in, in after I, uh came back from Vegas the second time and took a uh, uh, steady gig at the Playboy club and I, and I goofed around for a half a year and I just went played the Playboy club at night I was I could see that my life was becoming very destructive at such a young age so I decided to go back to college and and finish getting my degree and uh one of the requirements that I had to complete was a senior recital, and on the senior recital, I I played. Let's. I had I had to play percussion, classical percussion. So I played some Bach oh, on, a, on
0: on on. Put Noremba. me back in a time capsule right now, Jesus. Yeah, I,
1: I was. Was uh, it like a four
0: judge panel? Like what did it? Would uh, you? Had...
1: Oh, there was no panel There was no judgment. It was just a presentation. Hey, you're graduating. Let's throw on throw a senior recital on. All oh, right? I dig.
0: I dig. I dig. I it's Like yeah. si- Simon Simon you know the legend. He said in school now grading g-r-a-d-i-n-g is grating so you weren't right. being you weren't being graded though this was a celebration I
1: had a yeah. yeah i was gonna get it. i was gonna i was gonna get it i was gonna get you're on grade. your way yeah yeah i was out of the motherfucker you know so uh uh you know i uh so for my senior recital uh, uh let's see uh from my senior recital um i uh i i had uh uh I had like six months to prepare for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, really, because all, all I had was one other course that was real easy, and I was working at the Playboy Club every night, so that so that was taken care of. And uh, 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 you know, staying with a friend in a nice house, so every day, and I had the key to the band room at Loyola, so every day I would drive from the lake to the Audubon Park. Uh, and go up in Loyola in the band room, and I would have the, the timpani at my disposal. You know, I had all the percussion instruments at my my disposal. The marimba. Yeah, I also did a piece for like multi drums and cymbals. You know, stuff like that. Dude, are you kidding me? It was classical percussion? You had to you had to play all. You know, a lot of percussion instruments. Yeah. So I played timpani. Hmm. I played a timpani piece. I played a marimba piece, which was the Bach Etude. I played a contemporary-sounding piece written for five tuned drums and two suspended cymbals, and I think I might have played one other piece. I can't remember, but that's not important. But anyway, uh, 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 the timpani piece. I everything else was written. One was written by Bach, and the multi percussion piece was written by you know. a well-known uh, uh, classical uh, contemporary writer, uh, a composer, and uh, what other piece? Uh, oh,
0: then, okay. The tempany piece I wrote personally. That's what. That's what I want to get at. Is is that again? Everything else was, you know, your interpretation of somebody's composition, right. but this was so, a JV special.
1: Right now, here's what I did.
0: Curiosity. I can't remember how,
1: but at the beginning of the period that six-month period that I was going to prepare for this society somehow or another I went from reading uh, Stravinsky's autobiography and maybe three other books by about Stravinsky uh, uh, two were uh, uh, transcriptions of speeches and by and and uh, 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 what do you call it speeches and uh, you know, whatever he gave. Yeah, lectures. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, lecture, yeah, lectures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and other ones, you know, so, you know, observation about, you know, his relationship, especially to ballet. You know, most, 70% of, of what he talks about is related to dance.
0: Dude, it's, every freak. Did you tap dance, by the way, as a kid? No, 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 no,
1: no. But I love it. I, I just know, want to
0: say Buster Williams and Steve Gad were oh, tap dancing and, all over the place. Yeah. And Buddy Ridge. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
1: Roy Haynes and Jack D. Yeah, that's right. It goes on and on and on. And on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I love tap dancing,
1: man, and, and so, yeah, dude, you didn't do
0: it though. I just want to be clear, uh, you did not tap no, no, dance. No, no, no. I, I,
1: but I never told you about when I was a roller skating, roller skating champion
0: when I was. uh, uh ten, well, ten we're over. just going to add that to the list along with the great, oh, yeah, the great that, graveyard, a- man. We are not going to forget about the graveyard and the lighthouse for the blind. All right, baby. Uh, uh, dude, so here. you, so the roller skating. Uh, you, so you were gliding along. I just want to be clear. The 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 because I saw rec- excuse me I saw like um, a record in your collection folklore kind of Indian record um, yeah. yeah 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 but 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 none of this really corresponded with you because this was around the time that you 73 uh, you had already known the Mardi Gras cats and and, and yeah, no, it, had, you, it didn't have anything that. to do with that yeah no,
1: no no, no, Native American yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, difference yeah 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 and, I, and so anyway I absorbed myself into it for some reason, I just wanted to know, you know, I had finished reading Stravinsky books, and I and, and I wanted something different to read, you know, so I said, man, let, let me switch from Stravinsky to uh, Native American uh, 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 history and, and and folklore, I said, oh, here's a nice book on folklore, here's the one on history, here's one on la-la-la, here's one on Chief Joseph, I, re- I read all about this, you know, uh, about one particular chief who was very, uh, <clears throat> anyway, important. Uh, so anyway, yes, yeah, so I absorbed myself. And as I was reading all of that, I had to go every day. And I said, "Let me start writing this Timpani piece." And I started writing the Timpani piece. And uh, uh, as I was reading the Timpani piece, I was way deep into the history of of some battles. And one battle that
0: really caught me was Battle at Wounded Knee. Oh my! I cannot is- believe that that you. Dude, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Cuz because, because um, this is so important. Richard Davis did an album on Flying Dutchman in 1973 with Jack DeJohnette Happy Birthday Jack today and Joe Beck on guitar and Richard Davis playing electric and upright bass called Song for Wounded Knee. Now, that had happened Pretty re- right around that time, is that right? When the government stormed, <laughs> is that right? I, I,
1: not, I, I, I,
0: no, the battle of wounded knee is history, but it, it's a damn coincidence that they did that record in '73. And that's when I was. I'm telling you, I'm going to send you, dude, these are the most ja- I've never heard DeJanet playing. This is a trio with. Joe Beck and Richard Davis. Song for Wounded Knee. Seventy-three, just like Johnny V. Go ahead, man. I'm, wow. Yeah. yeah. Unreal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so mind. sick.
0: Happy birthday, Jack, man. Yeah.
1: Happy birthday, D. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Damn. Um, and so, so, you, yeah. and, and so I, I wrote, the. you know, as I, was, as I was reading that, that just stuck out in me, and I continued to write and read and write and read, and, and five pages of, t- of timpani music later, you know, I, I had already decided, you know, this is going to be called the Battle Wounded Knee, the Massacre
0: of the Little Bigfoot Band, <sighs> what the Indians called it. The Massacre of the Little Bigfoot Band. I think that's true. I'm sorry, the... that is, that is, this, the, oh, that's unbelievable. Correct it, but I'll look it up, but that's, I'm pretty sure that's correct. Um, I have, uh, do you have time for one more audio clip? Yes. Okay, here we go. Come on.
2: I ended up there somehow.
0: <laughs> somehow, you and it, yeah.
2: And uh, we, we, um, we we hung out uh, for a couple of days. Uh, I would w- watch them play, and and uh, and uh, it, it was extraordinary. It was just extraordinary. He was playing those old drums, and um, and he was uh, he was playing a real interesting pattern on the hi hat. He'd, he'd pull up the, the stick when when the when the, when the uh, uh, he'd pull up his uh, right hand from the hi hat. Uh, as he came down on the snare drum for the backbeat, and uh, I thought that was amazing, uh, and, and it and it sounded different. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it took away the uh, sound of the metal with the drum at the same time from the high end and uh, it was just extraordinary. And uh, and then, uh, his singing was just mesmerizing. He was just one of the great singers of all time. You know, just one. It, I guess you'd. Some people would call him a stylist, right? But, but, they're just you just could not get enough of his singing, uh, and on any of the songs that he was singing, and and they all were incredible singers. Every one of those guys in the band, but uh, but, uh, hanging out with Levon, uh, the night that we hung out, uh, he. Mm-hmm. We were talking so much, and and at one point, um, I said to him, "Man, if I could just hit that, hit one tom tom, and just just make it sound and and be in the right spot, just the way you do, man, I would trade all my chops for that." And he said, "Oh no, Jimmy." <laughs> oh damn man if I could just play those damn little roles that you do <laughs> and uh, I'll just never forget him saying that you know and I said oh man leave on, I'll trade you uh, but what happened was after that I completely changed it wasn't anything that I was actually really consciously trying to do um, I, I didn't think I mean it didn't hit me like wow I'm going to change it just started happening and uh and then i realized uh, a- as it was happening that uh, that what that's what happened i just didn't uh, i wasn't interested in playing uh, a lot of stuff anymore like i was you know i was always uh, messing with my chops trying to get fast and play a lot of different stuff and um and it just went away I just kept wanting to hear that feel when I played that feel that that Levon played, and then that of course uh, combined with having already kind of done that with uh, with Ringo, uh, you know, trying to play like Ringo, where it's, it was just it was very very uh, much to the point, like you know, what does the song want to want to do right here? what's the best way to make the song uh, feel the best right here, and Ringo always had that so together. Ringo always just just made the song sound and feel so fantastic, and it never was about technique, so that started that whole thing for me really of undoing everything that I knew uh, technique wise and stuff uh, well.
0: Johnny, you want to take a guess at who that is? Uh, wow. No. I mean, you're in the This is why I'm so honored to be working with you, man. Because um, you're in the same discuss. You're in the same age, generation, and in the same class as uh, as who that was. That was my, my third interview with Jimmy Lee Keltner. Wow, I was gonna
1: think. It's let okay. Me th- that let me cross th- my mind, uh, <laughs> dude. I, I mean, that, but I just never spoke to the cat. You know. You know, I, said, I got yeah, a, I got a great story you know, for you. Yeah, I, I know. I know what he's talking about.
0: It reminds me of the simplicity of Jim Keltner. Mm. I want you to talk. Just go ahead, man. What what resonates with you? Because that he was. Nobody really knows this about Keltner, except I've exposed people to well, it. Because he he, yeah. was, he was a jazz. He wanted to be Philly Joe with Albert Stinson. They were playing with Claire Fisher. He was mm-hmm. bi- he was you know dramatic. He mm-hmm. was language personified. They were trying to be like their idols, mm-hmm. and eventually, he wound up at Sammy Davis Jr.'s house with the band, mm-hmm. and he watched On. and He was talking about mm-hmm. some subtle stuff that was very. Yeah. So I, I just want Johnny. I mean, he literally it was like almost like taking out all the hardware from the car and putting and he re subconsciously retrained himself and said I'm done with this old style I can do mm-hmm. it simplistically and it's going to feel good so just go yes. on, you take 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 a crack at it
1: yeah i, I think it's called uh, uh when you get older and smarter and you have the realization that he had from Levon. you know i've had it from uh Paul Motion and other other kind of uh a lot of horn players, you know, because they breathe and they hit these long spaces. But when I had the revelation of space, then I started thinking in terms of all the drum stuff that I was playing, and I'm thinking, oh, this is all external knowledge that has to be reduced. Exactly. I have to clean house. I have to make reduction. So then I started kind of, you know, take stuff out and know that I had to leave stuff out. And like he said, I didn't really know it happened over a period of time, you know. It really wasn't so. But then I realized that what was going on was, as I was I was going through reduction, and I was also becoming not afraid of space and silence and less. One thing that a lot of people, a lot of young players, and especially guys who don't breathe, you know, uh, they they just they fill up spaces with stuff, you know, with music. Absolutely. But that would go with better because they don't have to take a breath for one thing. And the other thing is they're not thinking like Jim Kelton said, you know, the space and the simplicity and leaving stuff out. He started out with how Charlie Watts, not only leave on him, but Charlie Watts. He leaves out the, the sock symbol, too, when he plays the backbeat on the sand. Tick, 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 pop, tick, 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 pop, tick, 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 pop, tick, 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 pop, tick, 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 pop. You know, that's the beat he's talking about. You know, I know the beat he's talking about, and 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 then then. But the latter part is how he talks about how he had to change. He had to make a reduction. He had to play simpler. Basically, what he's saying, Now, I know, I know, I know this point in our musical growth. You you spend your early years and a lot of years learning external knowledge. That's stuff from books, from records, from people from practicing, from listening and trying to be like this guy and using these things, it's all external knowledge, at some point you have to reduce a lot of that because you can't play all of that, what you really have to do is go on the inside and tap what I call internal knowledge and you have to learn what's inside of you and and that's going to be
0: what you present two two follow-ups on that so not
1: so much the external knowledge just learn how to do the fundamentals yeah after you get a whole lot of that you gotta get rid of it of some of it a lot of it the unnecessary frivolous
0: shit um okay so he had this rev this reduction revelation uh this revelation of space seeing levon in 68 both of you are the, you're roughly the same age. So the revelation maybe subconsciously came, started at that time. You mentioned Paul Motion. He actually saw it with his own eyes, you know? I mean, he wasn't going on tour with the band, but you know, he saw them playing and then obviously they got to talking. Was there, was it David Lee that that, that helped you with reduction visually? Or like the first time that you saw somebody say, or you know, because that was the same thing with Ringo. It, again, it was it was. I mean, part of Levon's magic, and I think that it's also kind of interesting with you too. You I mean, you're you're a little bit farther south than than uh, Arkansas and, and and Memphis, but you know, essentially, like Howard Johnson, the great tuba player who played with Levon, he's like, who were the drummers that Levon could even copy? That the show bands of the day, the rockabilly show bands, or the Country, uh, whatever you want to call it, those guys only had to do what they had to do, which was basically keep time. They couldn't. They they had didn't have the chops to, to add or imbue stuff to the music. And he said, Levon made it, found a way to a fun style of playing the music. He did it more as a jazz drummer in the sense of not just keeping time but making a statement. So I guess that's the question: is, um. When did the revelation really start for you? You mentioned Paul Motion, but I don't think it. Th- for Keltner, this happened when he was young, and I think it well, might have happened for you too. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I think
1: Levon Helm and anybody like him, like me, like me or uh, Levon Helm or Jim Keltner, something like that. I think. You know, a- after we get, you know, maybe, uh, you know, <clears throat> the, the, uh, the 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 uh, the shine and the pop and the, all of the snap crackle uh, noisiness of, of the drums. Uh, uh, what, uh, uh, you, once you can see through that, then you realize that the the people you you're tuning into are not not people who are flashy, but people who are accompanists, drummers who accompany mm. music. The guys in the background, if I said their names, they wouldn't make any, the guys, you know, listen to the way the guy accompanies a singer. Listen to the way a guy plays on record after record after record after record, as an us with this person, with that guy, with this person, with this group, with this kind of music, that kind of music. And so he's learning the art of accompaniment. He's not
0: learning the art of playing flashy drums. Right, right. right. So you nailed it, because that's what's so interesting is that that was two years later, he segued out of playing live jazz and went directly into the studio scene, which is just what you talked about, serving the song for so many cats. And a jazz,
1: the jazz in, in that is the variation in your work and your ability to, to, to do this and that behind, you know,
0: that's, the jazz becomes the art of accompaniment, the variation that goes with that. I love that word. Do you think, in your mind's eye, and again, everybody's been off the streets for months, but do you think it's harder, harder today for 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 younger cats to um, to create or to not be be exposed, but to play? in variation especially in live settings do you think it was easier for you it is just because the significance of music was so different with you meaning that um it it was just a a part it was almost like the word music at a certain point in our country there was no word for music in, in 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 english it was just part of life like it was in africa but that's not the way it is anymore it's made for pacification, it's made for multitasking, the way we digest it, and so for So for people who make a living, they have to cater to that pacification. And I just wonder if you think, or, or do you think that people just need to seek in order to create or find and be involved in variations of, of melodic of melodic music? Well,
1: You definitely have to make yourself somewhat susceptible and ready to be involved in it. So, in a way, you have to seek it. Uh, Don't seek it too hard, but, you know, allow yourself to be taken, but you seek it. Yes, you seek it. Just don't try too hard. Just seek it. See how things come to you. Make yourself open, you know, because what you might be seeking is, is blindsided. So, you seek carefully. You know, you seek slowly with open eyes. Hmm. Don't be rapid. Don't give you, you know, just stay in that frame of mind and it will come to you. It'll come, you know, but you got to get in those circles. You have to get, you have to be, you have to be touching the the source, you know, some kind of way. Yeah. uh, 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 Is it different? Um, No, it's not different. Nothing, you know, it ain't no different now than when I was a kid. It's different stuff, different things,
0: but it's the same movie, you know. It's interesting you said that, because, I mean, there wasn't nearly, as, there was no machinery around, Johnny. There's all these well, machines it, now. It
1: was, no, there was no machinery, but we still functioned the same, you know. We just, maybe there was a little more personal contact. Maybe we did it on pencil and paper. Right. Maybe we mailed it to each other by post. You know uh, No I'm talking about the, the.
0: There's no the, the, the Ringo Starr Jim Keltner And Lee Von Helm And Johnny Vidakovich. Um, the, there's no Lynn drum machine That's going to be able To comp that sound That's what I'm talking about It's just The idea that You know I guess no. when, when I'm talking about Variation I'm talking about Being accepted Into different Musical circles Even if You don't have The chops Human music. I'm just saying. What I'm getting at is that the, I just hear younger cats today playing machine parts, and it bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that. And, and you weren't playing machine. You were. You were trying to paint, like the drummers for Coleman Hawkins and and Brandenburg concertos and stuff. So I'm just. T- you know, if if, if I, I understand that, I just do think that that for a variety of reasons. Um, it, that human characteristic has been put aside for um, for machines, and and that, that and and you know. So I just when you, but you still believe that um, that people can can find variation and 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 a revelation of space w- within music. Um, I mean, New Orleans is an outlier. You think that this is I just wanna believe that when we come out on the other side of this, that um, I I can say this with my heart, that people who are maybe not in the greatest space right now or in a darker space will recognize that when they get get another opportunity, they're gonna give as honest a presentation of whatever music they're playing on a nightly basis, if they weren't doing that the night before. And there will be, in some ways, a renaissance uh, and the significance of music. Uh, there's really no question there. I just sort of riffing on a Sunday. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of it has to do not only with your your personal integrity as 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 being part of music, you know, a musician or whatever, you know, your personal integrity, you know, and you know, being uh, being part of what I call the music racket. The music business, you the, know the racket. I mean, the racket. Yeah, that's what I call it—the music racket. I mean, your personal integrity and in a music racket, unfortunately, have to work sometimes together. You know, sometimes you know you're part of the racket, but you know it's you have to make some internal deep decisions, and, it, and it's all different for everybody. You know, there's there's no subject here. You know, this is all, all personal. You know, how people. Do business at it. It, 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 about their music, but
0: I don't know much about business, so I don't really know how to talk about it. I, I, you know, I, I dig. I just want to know, um, because so many cats, younger cats, there Steve Cropper told me he's like, you know, younger musicians, music is their crown jewel. It's essentially everything. In a lot of them, it's it's everything in their life. They hold on to it so closely. Um, you've lived a life you travel um you've got a good family um but is there a way to describe if somebody said oh uh i mean um uh donald trump has been removed from office and uh we have a vaccine and everyone's going to get inoculated and we're in the clear let's get back on the you know if what would be the feeling for you when you like how how much do you miss the bandstand, or are you enjoying the time off, or does it ebb and flow? Well, um, I miss the bandstand. I miss
1: playing for people uh, with, with the guys that I love and the people that that uh, that I love that hear them, that come to the music. You know, I miss all of that a lot, a lot, a whole lot. You know, I miss, I miss, I miss the hang, you know, I miss the hang,
0: I miss the, I miss of course, the, you
1: know. Jesus. Oh, man, and I miss the food, I miss <laughs> cooking restaurants, you know, I mean, all of my wife, my wife is cooking better than any restaurant. Dude,
0: you, I mean, dude, day. Deborah. I mean, that's what I'm saying, I mean, there. are yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, but, but, mm, but like, you don't, but you know, here's the thing, I mean, yeah.
1: the thing, the thing that I, I, one of the things I would tell younger folk when we come out of this is, yeah. You know, keep your integrity, try to keep yourself, you know, you know, strong, but because the music racket is going to be even more fierce. You're damn right. And deceptive and mean to you. You better watch out for the music racket because it ain't, it it was pretty bad, fairly bad when I was young, but the music racket has just intensified and even more, there's so much yeah, there's so much, you know, greed and uh, just shallow marketing. The marketing of shallow-minded music in order to make a whole lot of money. And also, like the
0: distribution of the money to the musicians was not oh, yeah, was not good so before many, coronavirus. Yeah.
1: So, there's so many fingers in the pie for, for, for a lot of history, and so you can bet that after Corona, man, they man, people are gonna be everybody gonna be jumping in the fucking pie
0: well i want to ask you, you know? a question i want to this is important you talked several times now in the last 10 minutes about personal integrity keeping mm-hmm. your now does that mean looking in the mirror and saying what are my intentions for doing this because it's it, I because fundamentally if i'm going to put myself out there i have to be pre- prepared for less compensation um uh, you know um basically do you, do you, do you think people need to un, to think about whether, wherever they were at before counting on you know this this month in this country or this gig you know people really got comfortable with these steady gigs for chunks at a time and i you know and and and, and none of that is for certain now so to be to get back on the bandstand as a professional musician as a younger professional musician do they need to think about their intentions as to why they got into music in the first place?
1: Well, they better think of that before they even attempt to get back on the
0: bands. Exactly.
1: Because it's going to be fierce. It's going to be a bunch of dogs, man. People are going to be growling and foaming at the mouth. They've been locked up for a year. That's like Nola
0: Ted on the bandstand, dude. People are going to be drunk. Kept, dude, I'm going to get some spit on me, dude.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's going to be... It's, it's no, I know be, what you're saying. Dog eat dog, man. It, it, you know, so, I mean, if you ever, ever have any reservations about being in a music racket, now's the time to get the fuck out, you know, and get into construction or whatever the fuck, you know, is the next biggest thing, man. Yeah. You know, bicycles or something. I don't know, man. Get into something. Because, you know, I mean, it's gonna be. it's going to be less money, probably. Uh, uh, there'll be some. Uh, it, it, well, it, it, here's what will happen. There won't be a balance. There'll be a whole lot of money for some people, and no, hardly other cats will be scuffling like dogs. You
0: know? Starve to death.
1: Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be just a bigger gap,
0: probably. You know. You're, so my, my feeling is there. The already established so, name acts are gonna get what they used to get, and the people that are unknown creatives, brilliant, maybe playing new music, we're gonna get, get the, sc- the scraps.
1: Running around like dogs, running around like dogs, fighting for the gigs, foaming at the mouth.
0: Going to bike? So, go go do so, go build bicycles.
1: Yeah. So as, as far as integrity goes, you know, just be you know be ready for it, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, in that way you can maintain your pride, and yourself, and your honesty, and your truth to music, and your beauty to music. You know, that's what you gotta keep in mind. You know, keep that right focused in the middle of your eyes. You know, like a white light that says truth and beauty.
0: <sighs> Thank you, Johnny. No, got- yeah, no, Johnny, yeah. Uh, happy Sunday, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah man. Um and uh we'll we we'll, are almost we're almost to the finish line with the I think with some of the inter- with the interviews I um and then it's a matter of we got a whole lot of content that we got to put into some kind of chronological order. I guess in the meantime, keep picking out photos, and uh, you know we'll rat. We're almost done, man. We're almost done with the talking. Hi, baby. All right, man. I hope that. Uh-huh. I hope. Uh, you gonna watch the Rangers on, or are you gonna watch some baseball? I mean? uh, they
1: they just finished. I was watching it as we were talking. Man. No sound. They won. They
0: they they just, they're on a little uh, three three game winning streak. I'm having a really hard time watching baseball, man. It's just weird. <laughs>
1: it's weird. It's so
0: freaking weird, man. Devil <laughs> wants me to buy a car, a car, a cutout to put in Texas Stadium. Dude, I'm. <laughs> do, you know what, John? Do it, do, uh, Dude, Johnny. Do, do it, it, man. It's it's fifty bucks. <laughs> Dude, that could make it. That is epic. Yeah. Um. I the cut, the like, I Johnny V like,
1: cutout. Don't put my cutout by any stars or any people. Put my if put my cutout way by by myself. Uh, dude, Johnny,
0: I need. <laughs> uh, we need the Johnny V. I'm gonna start a petition for that immediately, dude. Unbelievable. I want to be six feet away from everybody. <laughs> Oh, God. Vin Scully's rolling over in his grave right now. All right, yo. Uh, maybe, is he, is he dead yet? Wait, maybe Vin is not dead, I don't think. I don't know. Um... I don't, uh... Or, 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 I'll send him two.
1: I'll buy two tickets or two two. Two pictures and put and get a picture of Adrian Beltre and put me and me sitting next to Adrian Beltre all by myself. I say put us over like way in the cheap seats, you
0: know? Dude, maybe I actually I kind of feel like you and Josh Hamilton would would have been boys. <laughs> I'll
1: go with that. I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with that. Yeah.
0: Oh dude. Seventh inning stretch, Johnny. Be cool, man. All right.
1: right, man. All, right late, all right, man.
0: Peace later you. on, bud. Peace out. All right. Bye. Hero. That's it. See you. Bye.